Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Average Joe for this podcast. Um, I apologize for not posting this yesterday. I actually had recorded um, a session yesterday and uploaded it. Turned out for some reason it was double tracking. Um, thought it was initially a problem from Anchor. Um, turned out to be a problem on my end for some reason. I don't know why I went and even checked um, the previous source file. It had corrupted in some way honestly don't know why but yeah i'm going to re-record it and you're going to listen to it now i guess um i guess blessing in disguise i got to really like think about things a little bit more because yesterday was slightly rushed but yeah um let's just jump right into it i've got three films to talk about today two very new ones and one which is fairly old so here we go the first one is the invisible man from 2020 directed by lee Wanell, and the plot goes like this when Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. So this is starring Elizabeth Moss, Aldous Hodge, Harriet Dyer, and Storm Reed. So, <coughs> excuse me, this is the long and production remake of the horror classic. It is the supposed second film in the now-cancelled Monsters universe. Um... When this hit theaters a few weeks ago, I was genuinely surprised. I didn't know it was that far along in production. Like, I, like it feels like to me that I saw Elizabeth Moss was going to be in this film in, like, November. Which would be a ridiculous amount of time to make this film. Um, but yeah, when it did hit theaters, I didn't really care at all. I was just like, ah, Invisible Man, big deal. Um, if you've seen The Mummy with Tom Cruise, the recent one, and y- that was meant to be part of this dark universe, you'll know why I didn't care about this film. Um, luckily... They're making them as standalones now, and that's what this is. This is now a standalone film. But yeah, I'd heard good things since its release. It released on digital due to the pandemic. And I thought, why not? And, like, shit, it's good. It's it's actually really, really good. But, like, let's start with the cast. Um, everyone is great, and they fit into their roles perfectly. Like, there's, no, there's not a single person where I go, ah, maybe that person could have been better. And Moss, in particular, is fantastic, as she always is, when she gets the limelight. And she pretty much carries this movie because she does have the most work to do a lot of physicality into her role as well as emotional depth and the range she's got is really impressive she's going from strength to strength and i really hope to see her get more leading roles um as for the director because he's somewhat a newbie um he is mainly known for writing the first three saw movies not for directing for writing he wrote the actual good saw movies when they actually had a plot (laughs) He did make a few um, a feature a few years ago called Upgrade, and it was decent um, science fiction fun, but it did have the mark of someone talented, someone who you could tell actually wanted to do a little bit more with what he ended up having. Um, and with this film, he demonstrates that not only is he extremely talented, but he's also very confident and has immense technical knowledge and know-how when it comes to directing long takes, because long takes aren't an easy thing to do. And Jesus Christ, the long takes in this film. Like, I'm, I tend to be a bit of a sucker for a long take just because they're usually always impressive. But especially when they're done well and when it's clear that they took a lot to do, I can really appreciate a long take. And there are many in this film and they just get progressively better. They're, the long takes are even thematic in this film. And I really like that as well. And there's a particular one that takes place in the hospital, which is just the whole time I was with my mouth open, just like this would have been so difficult to do and I really appreciate that they did it. Um, The film itself is filled with moments of genuine suspense and surprise and it keeps itself from being predictable at pretty much every turn. 
And despite it being about an invisible menace, it doesn't totally rely on silly jump scares. And I'd have to say the jump scares that are in this film are totally merited. And they're not like stupid or like a big loud noise or stuff like that. They're just there. So in conclusion, Buenel directs the fuck out of this film. And he does bring the classic story into the modern age. And it's definitely as good as the story of the Invisible Man is ever going to get, I think. I really enjoyed it. I really did. And I want Universal to do more films like this. Because this was very good. And moving on. We have a film I was very obsessed with when it first came out. From one of my favorite directors. This is Shutter Island from 2010. Directed by Martin Scorsese. And the plot goes like this. In 1954, a U.S. Marshal investigates the disappearance of a murderer who escaped from a hospital for the criminally insane. This is starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Williams, and Emily Mortimer. So, I had to rewatch this because I had a film class earlier in the week discussing psychoanalysis and films. And as I said, I kind of obsessed about this film when it first came out. I was only 15 years old at the time, um, and it, it blew my mind when I first saw it. I, I watched it multiple, multiple times. But it's been a good six or seven years since I last watched this film. It's been a while. Um, when I look back and I think about how much I did love it, um, I remember it being very stylish, enthralling, even scary at times. Um, so I went back and I looked at some critic reviews at the time, and I'm kind of puzzled about it all because critics, are, like they were very middling, on this film even i think overly harsh because i think they're genuinely wrong here like i do think that critics put scorsese on this pedestal as america's greatest filmmaker sometimes and if he doesn't make something which is a masterpiece they feel like he's let them down like he's not allowed to kind of make a genre piece he always has to make something extremely deep and this is deep to an extent it's not the deepest thing he's ever done and i also feel some people shoehorn him into a box of He's the best at gangster movies and often poor at anything else. And if you ask me, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Shutter Island is no masterpiece, but it's a bloody good psychological thriller. It's really, really good. I mean, Scorsese is very much going through the paces in this film. But even when he does, you still get a film like dripping in style and cinematic craft. And his direction of the cast and their performances is something that plays into the entire plot of the movie. And especially knowing exactly what happens in this film and going back and seeing their performances and knowing that Scorsese would have directed them, it just adds to it all. You know, it's entertaining, it's tense, it's gorgeous, it's at times even scary. And like, what more do you want from a Dennis Lehane adaptation? You know, this is an out-and-out -out genre piece in a way. It's not meant to be a character study. It is a psychological thriller. But that being said, Scorsese doesn't skimp on the themes of the book, which would be paranoia, anxiety, PTSD, isolation, admission of guilt. And they're all amplified by striking visuals. Like there are great like vision sequences, which are clearly either dreams or just some kind of trance. And the style that he puts into them, just the way the camera moves differently, the color, everything. It's just objectively good filmmaking. And again, it's no masterpiece. But it's a really, really, really good psychological thriller. And it's one that audiences seem to love and critics at the time think is kind of middling. And I'm with the audience on this one. It's still a really good film. If you haven't seen it, I still highly recommend it. You'll be entertained, you'll be on edge. And it's great. It's a really, really good film. That's Shutter Island. Coming to the last film, 
This is a new one. This is The Gentleman from 2020, directed by Guy Ritchie, and it goes like this. An American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain from under him. This is starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Dockery, Hugh Grant, Jeremy Strong, Henry Golding, and Colin Farrell. So, we have Guy Ritchie going back to his roots after trying to make Sherlock Holmes a really shit and bizarre fantasy blockbuster and a really bland Disney live-action remake. Good choice, Guy. Really good choice. <laughs> um, a lot of people will accuse Guy Ritchie for being very one-note, um, only being able to do gangster films. But to be completely honest, he did kind of define the genre with Lockstock and Snatch, so it's kind of okay that he likes that he does these films and he's good at these films. Because I'm all for someone being good at one thing and doing that one thing well. It's just if they repeat the same story beats is what I don't like. Um... I was very afraid um, of this being another sort of spin on Lockstock or the Snatch story. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't go into this feeling rather negatively. But I was mostly wrong to feel that way, I'm happy to say. Because this latest outing from Richie isn't like his previous gangster films, and it's mainly due to two things. Much snappier writing, and much bigger ambition. The ambition being the biggest part over here. And I'd say the writing is particularly sharp, especially in the majority of dialogue exchanges. There's some, for some people who say that Richie is kind of dumb in the dialogue he employs, it's not the case here. There's some very, very intelligent stuff going on and even the way things like unfold. Um, a lot of critics are focusing on what they call the excessive use of the C word and even the inclusion of some racial slurs. But like, let's just remember one thing here. Some people in real life actually speak this way. I actually know people that speak that way. Um, and these are characters written for a film. You know, films are just a big expensive game of playing pretend. Okay? <laughs> All clear? Good. Um, to speak about the very expansive cast list, because even the ones I mentioned isn't all of them, um, everyone is having the time of their lives with the roles that they're given. And all of them get their time to shine. But the specific shout-outs over here are Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant. Wow. I could watch like a solo film about either of their characters and be happy. Um, actually, I lied. Not everyone is great in this film. Charlie Hunnam is fucking awful. He is essentially a wooden plank with a pretty face. That's all I'm going to say about him. He's bloody terrible. Moving on. Um, to speak about the film's ambition, it's nice to see Richie attempt something much bigger in scope than he's attempted before with a gangster film. Because as the plot unfolds, it becomes deeper, it becomes bigger, and it actually leads to a satisfying conclusion. But that being said, there are moments of self-indulgence in the film. Like, there was a particular one that felt really out of place and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and it was very early on. Um, they are at least quelled by the many, many good moments of the film. Um, I have to say, The Gentleman is easily Richie's best since Snatch. Um, the rest of the films he's done in between then don't even come close and as i said i'm all for a director having their own thing and style having their own genre if need be as long as they expand on it and the gentleman definitely is an expansion of what he started in Lockstock and snatch and i think people are being a bit too harsh on it it's by no means like oh this is like the best movie of the year but it's a good film it's entertaining and it's fun and that is the gentleman and with that we are at the end of this episode um, I hope everyone's staying safe, washing your hands, staying indoors, avoiding people at all costs. And I hope you're watching films. And I hope I'm convincing you to watch a few films. But until next week, I've been your average Joe. 
and I will see you soon.